0: Peter or Andrew, and say, Hey, uh, I want you guys to quit your jobs and do all this stuff, and then come with me, and then I'll show you step one, and then step two, and then we're gonna travel, we're gonna do this, there, and then step three, and then step four, and then one day you're gonna. know. Jesus, it's so simple. As a believer, as a follower of who, who Jesus is, you know, I hear so many people say, Oh, Christianity, so hard, it's so narrow, it's so this. It's like, Oh, how do you do it? How do you stay this? How do you. It's so easy. The Bible says, follow him. Right. We just follow him. Like it's, it's not complicated. It isn't convoluted. It isn't all this stuff. It's so simple. But Jesus simply says, follow me. And then he says, and I will make you. The pressure's not even on me. He will make me. He will make me. He will make a way. Right. Um, the Bible says that the Lord is an all, this is an all-consuming fire goes before the Lord. Right? right? That's good. The Bible says that the Lord goes before me. Okay, so there's an all-consuming fire going. It's his entourage going before the Lord, all-consuming fire. Forget Kanye and P. Diddy and all their entourages. The Lord's got an all-consuming fire that goes before the Lord, sorts out all the stuff that needs to get sorted out, just burns it, gone. And And the Bible says, then the Lord goes before me. So, okay, well, there's the fire, and then there's the Lord, and the Lord's going before me. And then the Bible says that his footsteps become my pathway it's like well that's pretty cool i I don't have a drama i don't have a drama with that no christianity is so hard and so narrow so convoluted so this well it's not it's actually incredibly simple and as we you know each day follow the lord the bible says that his footsteps become my pathway so easy so simple let's read on and then it says Go go dad come on you're on a mars bar it says wherever he goes say to the master come on paris go dad yeah, Dad. Come on, Dad. Let's go, Dad. I like seeing Dad run there on the beach against Uncle Evan. Go, Dad. Come on, Dad. Dad Dad just wants to beat Uncle Evan. That's all he wants to do. And uh, he did. It says, wherever he goes, say to the master of the house, the teacher says, where is the guest room which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then I will show you a large Upper room furnished and prepared, there, make ready for us. The good news is, as we are connected to the Lord, He will guide us continually. We don't need to freak out, uncertainty, fear, doubt, all this stuff. We do not need to freak out as we follow the Lord. He will make a way for us, He will lead us, He will continue to lead us. It's like, oh, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? Well, the the deal is just follow the Lord. Hey, just follow the Lord. I don't need to have an MBA. I didn't have a degree in astrophysical science. I didn't have a degree in anything like that. I just need to simply follow the Lord. Lord, where are you going? What are you doing? What are you saying? Right. The Bible says that as we are connected to the Lord, we are connected to the God of hope. We don't, need to have, we don't live hopeless. We're connected to the God of hope. We serve and are connected to the God of a bright future. Love that, that as we stop and we say, God, where are you going? The Bible says that he will lead us. Where do I go? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? Lord, what are you saying? He will lead you. And then this verse goes on, and I I love this. It's so fun. Um, They have a meal, and Jesus has a, uh, they call it the Passover. And uh, who loves the disciples? Anyone love the disciples? Just a bunch of guys. And uh, probably wouldn't have picked these guys. I don't know, but a bunch of legend guys. And, uh, and then Jesus goes on to say, it, he reads it. He says, look, guys, it's been real. We've had a phenomenal time. Three years we've gone around and, you know, healed people and raised people from the dead and opened eyes, all this kind of cool stuff. Um, I'm just letting you know that, um, you know, you've all been really good to me. And I'm just high-fiving you all. You've done such a phenomenal job. He goes through, shakes all their hands. He goes, yeah, look one of you guys here, one of these disciples uh, actually will betray me. And they're like, yikes, really? Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, wow. And they're all like, no, surely not me. No, no, surely not this guy. Not me. No, surely no, not this guy. And, uh, and then Jesus goes, yeah, look, not ideal. It's not going to be great. But you're yeah, one of you in this room will actually deny me and betray me. And the disciples are looking around, go, I wonder who it's going to be. Who's it going to be? Who will it be? I don't even know. And then Jesus goes, look, look, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break it down again. Whoever gets up and leaves, right? Whoever gets up and leaves, that's the guy. That's the guy that betrays me. And then all of a sudden, Judas gets up and leaves, right? And all the disciples are going, I wonder who it is. I wonder who it's going to be. I wonder who the one who's, uh, it's like, I don't know, these guys aren't rocket scientists, but he gets up and goes, and we know the story that Judas makes a dumb decision and betrays Jesus for 30 pieces of silver, has the worst, it's the worst decision of his life, the most, you know, out of character moment, perhaps, of his life. And there's the perception that Judas is like like the one that they go, oh, come on, Judas, yeah, you better come in too, yeah, look, like, you know, Uh, yeah look we take these guys but then we'll yeah look it's like he's like a 1950s french jewel thief or something that we just we tolerate judas coming here we'll tolerate this guy come on in judas but it's like judas is so highly trusted within the disciples that he gets up and leaves after jesus says the guy that gets up and leaves will betray me they go well obviously judas has got something going on he's probably booking a flight or a ticket or doing something important this guy was so in the mix of the disciples that they couldn't even he's beyond reproach they didn't even consider that couldn't be. This guy, he controls the money. We get to the airport. He hands us our tickets. He tells us what gate we're on. You know, he says, You got to rush. You got to do this. I got to go ahead of you guys. We're on gate seven. Got to get to the lounge. We got to go. Like, this guy's like, Peter may have been the leader, but this guy, absolutely, no doubt, was in charge of the disciples. Judas, this guy, highly trusted. Like, if you're an NBA guy, like the, you know, those, what are those guys called? The guys that look after the players, like the, Agents. He's like an NBA agent. Yeah, yeah. This guy's like brilliant; just knows what's going on. Right. Anyway, gets up and goes. But we know that Judas makes this crazy decision to betray Jesus, and uh, and at the same time, the same night, the other guy Peter does the same thing. He denies Jesus. Crazy. Can't believe it. He's crushed. And uh, if they were to stand before a judge, it would be the same. Same crime, same punishment, same sentence. Bang. Both deny and betray Jesus, right? What happens? So Judas finds himself on the run. He's crushed. He retreats to an isolated and alone place. He's covered in guilt and shame. And he's sinking deeper and deeper into a very dark depression. This is not a great place for anyone. In fact, this is when the devil will attack you. Because who knows, the devil is a coward, and he will always attack you when you are down. He will never attack you when you're up. He will always attack you when you're down. You know that lonely sheep at the back of the pack? That's the one the devil attacks. Poor, Poor Judas just can't get out of it. Finds himself in this isolated and alone, dark place. And then Peter drags himself back into the local church community and surrounds himself with the disciples. How hard would it have been to drag yourself back into that community where you, they know that you denied this guy. They know that you lied about this guy. They know that you fled when he needed you the most. They know that this guy ran away. It wasn't there. Notice the contrast. Judas runs from the church. Peter runs to the church. Judas runs from the Lord. Peter runs to the Lord. One of Peter's strengths was his unapologetic boldness, which God loves. God loves it when we are bold before the Lord. God loves it no matter what we've done, what we haven't done, no matter any of this matters. God loves it when we are bold before him. Sometimes we can even feel so, come on Paris, that's a good one. That was a clap. That's all right. Come on. Come on, Dan. Come on, Dan. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. Sometimes we can feel distant, downcast, unworthy, not good enough. The truth of this is, regardless how we feel, God has given us complete authority to boldly come into his presence, to boldly stand before him, to boldly declare his favor and blessing over my life, regardless what I may or may not have done. Peter says to Jesus, Peter betrays Jesus. What does God do? Strike him down, yell at him, cuss him out, push him away. You know what God does? Jesus instantly forgives and washes Peter clean. Instantly, instantly forgives Peter and washes him clean. Is the gospel message that simple? Yes, it is. That is the gospel message. If if Judas had come back and said the same thing, Jesus would have washed him clean and forgive, forgiven him in one moment. Right. The gospel message is a message of freedom and forgiveness. In fact, God commands us to boldly approach him. God commands us to boldly stand in his presence. Right. We are being given complete authority to stand with 100% confidence before the Lord. You are being created, in fact, to be bold before the Lord. That's how you've been designed. God has designed you to stand boldly before the Lord. We do not have to retreat or run back. You've actually been created to be bold in our conversation with the Lord. We don't need to be timid or shrink back. You can stand before the Lord and be honest. You can, Peter just stood before the Lord and was honest. In Peter's darkest point of his life, the lowest point of Peter's life, to his credit, Peter places himself boldly before the Lord, and all of heaven applauds him for it. Here's the deal, church. We are designed to be bold. We're designed to be courageous. We're designed to be honest. This is who God has called us to be. And then it says here, Jesus restores Peter and he begins to preach the message like a man on fire. This guy, he's now got tears in his eyes, a passion in his heart, and begins to proclaim the good news of the gospel message. And he says here in Acts chapter 3, he says, Repent then and turn back to the Lord, that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come to come from the Lord. What an incredible insight that this guy who should have been locked up, same as Judas, same deal, exactly the same deal, but has this revelation that as I miss it or as I do that, that as I run back to the Lord, as I run back to God's house, as I run back to God's people, that there's an inclusion and, and God, you are the God who forgives instantly our sins and washes us clean. How's that? Where's my go-dads? Come on, dad! Oh, what have we got? Can we hand those out? Well, let's do it at the end. Yeah, Paris, you're going to get one. How about we pray for our kids? How about we get our kids out here? Come on, Dad. How about we get our kids out here before we close? We're going to close in one minute, but let's pray. They might invite the band up to do that as well, and they can all get one of those. Not yet. Whoever stands the stillest and the quietest, we're going to pray for our kids. And Our young people stand there, stand there, let's stand there. We might invite some people up to stand around. We're going to pray for our young people. We're going to pray for our kids. On there, Paris, you get down there. Yep, and face me. Get down there, face me. You too. Get down there. Down there. Down there. The Bible says, and all down. How about we all down there, down there, down there? Come down, come down, come down. And if there's any other young adults or uh, Sunday youth, even the Sunday youth, can come down. The Bible says, Sunday youth. Want to you get the Sunday youth down? We want to get some parents or some older.